0: Matthew chapter number twenty four. Aren't you glad God's good? Amen. Woo, he sure is. <coughs> I was talking to a preacher this morning. I don't know what he was thinking, but he sent me a message at eleven fifty eight last night. ask if I was up if he knows me any at all, he ought to know that question or that answer. No, I wasn't up at no 1158, but I was up at 630 this morning, so I sent him. I'm up now. And uh, so he called me a little while later. And He's he's out of, I think he's up in Kentucky or Indiana, something like that. And uh, we just got to talking and talked about some stuff that was kind of bothering him and then just got to talking about the goodness of God and, and how he started providing this and providing that and made this kind of work together and that. And, uh, you know, kind of the conversation just just kind of, you know, ended. And we were saying our goodbyes and everything. And he said, well, Brother James, he said, I'm praying for you. And I said, thank you. And, Brother Dave, before I knew it, he was praying for me. Like, he was praying at at this point, it was 7 something in the morning, and he was hooked in. And I thought we was just saying goodbye. And before long, I was sitting there doing my little happy giggle and couldn't hardly talk because he was praying for me. And uh, man, that blessed my heart this morning. And uh, then Brother John Smith called this morning. And they wanted to be here, but they couldn't, couldn't be here this morning. And he didn't pray over the phone, but he promised that he'd be praying for church. And promised to be praying for me this morning. And so, man alive, I just—I sure do appreciate prayer and the prayers of God's people, and just—just uh, just God's goodness. He's been awful good. I cannot complain. Matthew twenty-four. If I can, if I can do it, I want to read about ten or eleven verses today and uh, quickly preach message on my heart today. And I want to do my best, I want to do my best not to take the reading out of context to, to preach the message. I'll say more about that in just a moment, but I want to read this. <coughs> Verse number 32, Matthew chapter 24. Now, learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. Now, you got to go back to especially verse 27 down through verse 31. Verse 34. Uh, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days that were before the flood they were <coughs> eating, excuse me, and drinking, "...marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore... For ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. If I could get uh, Brother Bobby, if you wouldn't care, you just pray for us this morning. Help us, Amen. If if I can preach on this thought this morning, ready or not, here I come. Ready or not, here I come. And my thought, if you were in Sunday school this morning, you know my thought is is kind of about the the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church. But I, I made a statement. It says I don't want to take this passage. Out of context, and for years, I thought that this passage was about the rapture of the church, and i've talked to a lot of people a lot smarter than I am, a lot older than I am, and uh, especially if you read verse fifteen um, it it talks about tribulation time and it, it leads uh, leads you into that that line of thought and so uh, verse twenty seven down through verse thirty one again kind of reiterates the fact that these scriptures are talking about a time after the rapture of the church but it's also speaking of that 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 era of time when Jesus has come and so the passages that that I read or the the scriptures that I read this morning um, some still believe that they are about the rapture, but I believe that it is more so about the the time of the tribulation, the time uh, after the rapture of the church. But if I can bring a point out this morning, uh, that, and, and I probably could have read chapter number 25 uh, when Jesus returns to earth and talked about those virgins that we mentioned this morning in Sunday school about being ready. Uh, but I, I, I specifically wanted to, to read those verses. There's two in the field, one taken, the other left. There's two grinding at the meal, one taken, the other left. And then that text verse, in verse number 42, "...watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come." <laughs> so I don't want to do any harm to the scripture this morning, but I, I do want to to say today that the Lord is returning, the Lord is coming back, and um, we've preached about the Lord's return for years. We've encouraged people to get ready. We've encouraged sinners to get saved. We've, we've told them to repent. We've told them to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We've told them to turn from their, their sins. All of those things. And we still do that. We still urge that. Uh, and we've told our, our churches, we've told this church, we've told those that are saved, uh, to make sure that you're uh, ready, to make sure that you're pure, to make sure that you're ready to face the Lord. And those are the things that uh, that we want to reiterate this morning. Uh, but at the same time, whether it's the tribulation or whether it's the rapture, I think there is a lesson here today uh, that whether you are ready or whether you are not ready, the Lord is going to return and I would encourage you today to be ready. Whether you're saved this morning or whether you're lost and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, I want you to know today that you can be ready. Today may be the last day that you will ever breathe air on this earth. Uh, we heard, Brother uh, Stanley, a year, just the uh, 22nd, um, whatever date that was, uh, it's a year that he's been home from the hospital. Uh, you rewind the calendar just a little bit and you find him up at the shepherd house in Atlanta. You go a little bit further back and you find him for several weeks or so uh, down in Albany. Uh, you go several weeks prior to that and you find him laying on the asphalt there in Albany there uh, 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 just right after the wreck and you find him uh, battered and bruised. You find him just in, uh, just minutes before that. Everything is fine. Everything is going fine. He's got his helmet on. He's got his jacket on. He's going to work. He's got plans. We talked the Sunday night before things that he had planned. Uh, but I want you to know, in a moment, I said in a moment, things could change. Whether you're saved or whether you're lost, things could change just like that. Oh, uh, Whether it's pulling out or whether it's turning in or whether it's going to a restaurant, whether it's going to a store, whether it's laying your head down at night or whether... Whether it's taking a trip or whether it's going hunting, whatever it may be, you need to be ready this morning to meet the Lord. Can somebody say amen right there? (coughs) We find here. In verse number 32, I believe it is, uh, that there is a fig tree there. And he gives us a parable there very quickly. And he says, you know that the fig tree, when it begins to put on leaves, that the summer is coming. When does the fig tree put on its leaves? It puts it on around April or so. And so you know that around the spring, uh, that you just got a couple months, and then... Comes the harvest. The, the time that it's making fruit is coming. And then months after that is coming the harvest. Uh, we find in uh, the latter verses there in verse number 37, 38, 39, it talks about Noah's flood. And he says that Noah was warned and Noah preached. And Peter said he preached the gospel for 120 years. And Noah warned them about the coming judgment for over a 100 years. Uh, but yet no one Except Noah, his wife and his children and their uh, family got on the ark and yet uh, when the rains came and the fountains of the deep were opened up and God had already shut the door, uh, there were people banging on the outside of that boat and they were clawing. There was no doubt in my mind uh, that they realized that the warning of Noah uh, were true, but it was too late. And I want you to know today uh, that when Jesus returns, if you're not Ready. it may be too late. You may have already turned God away. It may be too late for you to accept Him. We find here in these verses 40-41 that workers, they were caught off guard at the second coming. Or they're caught off guard at the coming of Christ. They're caught off guard and in the historical text of this. They were caught off guard when their master came. <clears throat> if you're not careful, you'll be caught off guard. So I give you these few points, and I'll go to the house this morning. Ready or not, here I come. I want you to see this. The return of Christ will take the world by surprise. It will take the world by surprise. We need to be ready for the world, or for the Lord to come. Uh, we were in Knoxville this week, and uh, I saw a man. Before we got to him, I saw him holding up a sign, and it and i knew, Nathan, I knew it had scripture on the sign uh, i couldn 't read it and drive at the same time, but I could tell it was a scripture and As we pulled up to the to the stoplight, he was over there and he had a small little bullhorn and he was he was reading scripture and he was quoting scripture, and he wasn 't being belligerent he wasn 't He wasn't yelling at anyone, he was just simply quoting scripture and telling people that there, there is a better way and there is a, there is a, a a judgment day and bless God that's what we ought to do. We need to tell people about another day, another way and we need to be Ready for the Lord to come, but the problem is, is we've seen we've seen in television, we've seen on movies, uh, these people that uh, that they are they've lost their mind, and 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 uh, the Hollywood portrays these folks that says that Jesus is coming. They're they're portrayed as maniacs, and they're portrayed as people that's lost their minds, and they're 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 portrayed as people that uh, that need to be committed to some hospital somewhere. But I want you to know that it's people like. Like you and I uh, that need to go out and tell the world, tell our brothers and tell our sisters, uh, can I say today uh, that I've got family members uh, that are dying and going to hell and it's up to me. Uh, now, uh, Eric, I've got a sister and I've got other family members that profess to be saved, uh, but I can't depend on them, Brother Bobby, uh, to go and, and tell all of my other family uh, because I know what I have. Uh, the, the songwriter says, and Paul Paul says, I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able. So I know, Brother Jody, what I have in my soul. And so it's up to me to tell someone else. And it's up to you and I. It's not up to Hollywood. It's not up to our newspaper. It's not up to our politicians to tell about the Lord coming. To tell about a coming judgment. But it's up to you and I to tell this world that Jesus Christ is coming. We need to remember those, even in noah 's day that uh, that doubted noah 's message of repentance. They busied themselves uh, with life and and life is going to keep going it 's going to pass us by. People plan, and people do we're, we were We were in the middle of Thanksgiving meal and we were already planning what we were going to do for christmas that 's just the way life is we We make plans and we try to do these things and And I'm sure when Christmas rolls around, uh, we'll be thinking about what we're going to do the next holiday or the next get-together. And uh, as far, Hannah, as as it comes to the Gospel, uh, we need to make plans to to every day to try to share the Gospel with someone uh, because they are planning too. They are planning to go here and to go there and to live their life without God. Uh, They may not say that I'm going to live life without God. They may not have any intentions of being Godless per se Uh, But unless they're introduced to a loving God Unless they're introduced to a God That will save them out of a pit of sin Or will save them from the front pew Of a a church somewhere Uh, Unless they're introduced to a God uh, That sent His Son to die for them uh, They will die without God And they will go to hell Today I want you to know That the return of Christ Will take the world by surprise. Most are taking with living life the way they want and they have no time for God. They're consumed by pleasure. And they ignore the pleas for Christ. But I believe God's plan. Was it, was it Peter? Let me turn over there real quick. Peter said in chapter three, I believe it is Nope. Second Peter. Chapter number three, verse number nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as as some men count slackness, but as long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Brother, 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 Terry, this one blows my mind. You and I could sit down together in in a a quiet place, just me and you no no little ears to hear. And we could probably talk about some bad people that we know. I mean, people that we, I mean, we would never think that God would ever love them. We could probably think about some bad things that they've done, bad places that they've been. No way that God would love them, but God does. We we could go through the annals of time and, and we could go back and, and, Brother Jody, we can look back at all the monsters, men and women, monsters that have lived in this world and how many babies they've killed and men and women that they've killed and, and how many horrible acts that they've done. But can I tell you today, God still loved them, but yet they died without Him. That little boy, that little girl running through the aisles and in mama's arms today. I don't know what they may grow up to be, but I want you to know, as innocent as they may be today, God loves them now. And no matter what they may be, God will love them then. But I'm going to tell you something today. God's love reaches so far that He will not make them fall in love with Him. He will not do it. I loved my wife. I loved my wife before we were married. I loved her before we were engaged. But there was nothing that I could do to make her fall in love with me. That had to come from within her. If someone's going to love God, it's going to have to come from within them. Here's the great thing, Buster, is God gives them the faith. God gives them that little seed to, God gives them something within them to start desiring Him. You know where it comes from? The preaching of the Word of God. God's plan will interrupt the plans of others. (coughs) Number two, the return of Christ will take Christians by surprise. It's gonna take the world by surprise, I believe. But it will take Christians by surprise. Even Christians, as, as much as we think we know about the Bible, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't, know, I don't know near as much as I should know about the Bible. But we don't know the date of the Lord's return. We don't. Some have tried to figure it out. I, I wrote some of them down. Back in the year 1260 A.D., there was an Italian monk that he predicted that the end would come in that year, 1260 A.D. In the 1500s, the Anabaptists felt that Martin Luther was the Antichrist and that the Millennial Kingdom was about to begin in the 1500s. And that was the Anabaptists. That was our forefathers. (coughs) Jan Mathis took control of a German city in 1534 and proclaimed it to be the New Jerusalem. The churches were looted, books were burned, property was confiscated, and the godless were killed or expelled because he said that it was time for the Lord to return. A fortune teller named Mary Bateman said that the Lord was coming in 1809. I'm going to read you the rest of it. In 1840.